so, so cute how you were um, sending me notes for this week's podcast. <laughs> yes. You were sending me notes about ho- hobbits and friends. We're going to do hobbits and friends this week. And you sent me a list of like how hobbit can be friends with anybody. <laughs> but it was like not that wasn't the point. The point was like was like, okay, so hobbits. So this is how hobbits friends with dwarfs. Uh, that's not a natural ally. Here's how hobbits are friends with fairies. That's not a natural ally. So then I have these questions to you of like but in these episodes we're talking about their natural allies where there's so much overlap and you're like looking at me like I thought we were just talking about <laughs> friends. Is it every, are we all friends? Especially hobbits. Especially <laughs> hobbits. Like, hobbits are friends with everybody. <laughs> right? Which it was is kind very, of true. Very but friendly. Yeah. Very, very hobbity there. Very hobbity. And the answer is no. No. It's more allies than not. Some. <laughs> there are some ones which you have hobbit, to work I hate for. to admit it. Hate to admit it. It's true. Let's get into it. Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. And I'm Megan Rogel. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. Let's start the show. thinking about hobbits i have been thinking about hobbits i've been thinking about hobbits as scholars which you wouldn't think when you think hobbit you don't necessarily think scholar you don't think somebody with their nose in a book necessarily that we are very hands-on people um but i know quite a few hobbit scholars so not necessarily academics or like in the lab researchers but people who study ideas um but they have a very different kind of tone to them than a gnome researcher or a gnome academic or uh, an elf. Um, with hobbits, you've got, I have a, a guy like named Charles Eisenstein. He's sort of like a ch- social change scholar. And he, his book title, his most recent book title is called The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible. <laughs> <laughs> Never a more hobbity statement was said it was no. like tell me you're a hobbit with with the title of a book exactly exactly uh-huh. there's never been a and say he, the title again. the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible uh hobbits, hobbits. and he, what he's done is he's gathered all these different um ideas from different scholars or philosophers or spiritual teachers about what's possible you know a world where we have a gift economies or a world where we have you know more communal living environments or um better you know ecological systems um and but it's so heart-centered it's so the the vision of that and he uses a ton of metaphor poetry um it's a lot of storytelling from from uh, ancient, you know, sort of tribes that worked in these ways or imagining a story. He, he literally writes a story. He created a video um, of this of this Im- this image of a of, of this more beautiful world. And so um, there's just this. It's, it's so hard. It's so heart centered and so human centered. Right. It's it, the, the ideas don't have they're 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 for practical use for humans like now. Um, and so all the stories he's telling in this book are, are along those lines. And then one of my favorite um, 
like real academics, like uh, Cambridge academic named uh, Rupert Sheldrake, who's a biologist. He does a lot of research. He does, um, but he does crowdsource research. So you is can this, go is, do. Is he the mushroom guy? He's not the mushroom guy. He's. Um, he does he does uh, research on telephone telepathy and he oh, does it on animal research. Okay, yeah. He has a dog written for laymen called "Dogs Who Know When Their Owners Are Coming Home," <laughs> and talk about like very hobbity. It's the whole point is he did the, all this research about he put up videotaping of um, video of dogs and um, and then owners at their at their workplace, and so when the owner even started thinking about coming home at random times of the day, the dog would respond so he 's studying how there's this invisible network, these what he calls morphogenetic fields between humans and dogs, and then he studies that between humans, studies like you know when you know that your friend is calling your your phone. you were recently talking to me about like. We haven't talked quite enough, and we'll maybe do it in another episode, but, like, how much animals and hobbits (laughs) go together. So here's that hobbit really writing about these heart connections or energetically heart connections with animals. Yes, exactly. That's what he studied for years. I mean, he's such a hobbit. And he he went and studied, like, the African gray parrots and their owners, and he would go live with them. and talk to them and come up with all the come up with the research protocol with them um so it's very practical hands-on like as hands-on as you can get as a researcher yeah um and then he crowdsources it so you can go on his website and you can do some of his you can run his own his studies cool (laughs) so cool very very hobby yeah so it's true it's like here's the scholarly chapter and when we're really talking about scholarly, yeah, we necess- we definitely think about gnomes yep. and ideas. We think about that. So it's nice to, I, I see the image in my head of like, oh, yeah, when the scholar is like that biologist or that, exactly. you know, like really doing the field research, field, exactly. walking it with their feet, holding it with their hands and seeing through this filter um, I mean, scientifically, you're not supposed to have a filter, but we all have filters. <laughs> yes. Uh, seeing through the filter of just heart and connection. Heart and connection, exactly. And a very, like, human-centered, like, how is this going to help the humans, you know? Um, another scholar I like named Zach Bush, he's a medical doctor, and he was versus, so... <laughs> I just have this, like, where is this? I was like, but what do... do do elves think well, about know, helping the aliens? <laughs> <laughs> but as we Where, said, like who's sometimes, not helping humans? <laughs> but it's like sometimes elves can just love to be in an idea, and in whether or not it oh, gets yeah. applied. You know, it's so it's so like application research. Yes, you know? yes, right, right. So it's, the Hobbit less interesting. Got a little more, yeah. of that like. How, how is does it apply this, today? How is this? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. I got it. I got so, it. And like Zach Bush, this doctor, goes and works with farmers because he because he's like, well, one of our big medicines is food, and we need our food to be to be nutrient rich. Well, how practically do you do it? <laughs> you don't like hack a hack something. You go you go feed the soil. Yeah, <laughs> you go work with farmers in Iowa. Yeah. So it's just very very hands on. Yeah. And yeah. and it and I was thinking about the Buddha at the gas pump. Yes, podcast. We've talked about this before. My friend Rick Archer, who is a Hobbit, and what he's doing is he's having these conversations. But he's actually really heart based. He's such yes. a sweet human. Yes. He genuinely loves and appreciates every one of his guests, totally. and generally sees them as 
so valuable and so important. And, yeah. and when you have that host that comes from that point of view, that hobbity, yes. heart-based, so lovely, so loving, yep. they get the best out of their... Um, out of their uh, friends, the yeah. best out of their community or whoever's being their guests yeah. in, that, in this case. Yeah. Um, and it's just that genuineness. Affable, yeah, earnest. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really heart-centered. <laughs> heart-centered. Yeah, Rick's and he, Rick is very long. Yeah, and yeah. he's, I don't know if it comes across in his interviews as much, but he's very silly and very yes. fun. Yes. And he's... Um, yeah, he's got just a great sense of humor that's very witty, very yes. like silly, hijinks. Yep, yep. <laughs> might pull a little prank, have a little dry, a little witty, yes. little clever thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, uh huh, uh huh. Yes. I'm seeing what you're yep. putting down. Yep, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't count us out of the scholarship. <laughs> We're smart. <laughs> Which, P.S., you know, I don't know a hobbit who doesn't have a little not good enough running their system. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for you all. I'm telling you, we are smart. You are. <laughs> okay, well, then let's talk about these natural allegiances. And again, when we're doing these friends and friends, um, even though you're a hobbit, <laughs> just the cuteness is just like, well, I thought the episodes were just talking about their friends. <laughs> In these episodes, we're talking about the natural allies where you have so much overlap. There's so much in common or you're moving along the same thought process, maybe coming from a different point of view, but that you really don't have to work at that friendship. Yeah. We'll do we'll, we'll revisit all the ones that are um, not allies yeah. <laughs> that are challenges. Yes. Could and, still that, be and that'll be. Just... Yeah. And that they can, more sure. they, they can still be your friends, okay, Meg. Okay. <laughs> they will still be your friends. Okay. But I'll we'll circle and we'll we'll underline how best to make them your friends. Cool. Like fairies and hobbits aren't actually naturally allies. <laughs> and you're gonna have to work for that one a little bit. Yep. So we'll underline how to do that. But this episode is about the natural allies of a hobbit. Yes. And I mean, we cannot talk about hobbits without their best friend elves. Yes. Let's start there for sure. <laughs> As I like to say, chocolate and peanut butter. It is. That is a chocolate peanut butter relationship. And I always say. Guess who's the peanut butter and who's the cheese? It's pretty obvious. The hobbit is the peanut butter. If this isn't obvious for you, they're nutty. <laughs> Earthy, not too sweet, <laughs> very practical, many applications. Yep, exactly. Cheap. Cheap, <laughs> like very inexpensive. DIY. DIY. <laughs> yes. And the chocolate, which is an elegance, which is very sweet, has one specific application, although we always want to apply it. Um, and very refined. Very it refined. To it has to be special. Yeah, that's the elf. <laughs> But um, I always like to say, if you're an elf, just make sure you get a lot of hobbits around you. Like, look mm -hmm. for those hobbits and go make friends. <laughs> it is peanut butter and chocolate. Like, it is easy, easy, easy peasy. Um, and it sure makes your life better. Totally. <laughs> I'm fond of saying, just because hobbits make 
elves' lives so much better. That I'm always <laughs> like, you just there's nothing but the best thing ever is the Shire. If you're an elf, <laughs> put up a house in the Shire. <laughs> Oh my God, it's the best, it's yeah. the greatest. And by that is like, if you are an elf and you put up a house in the Shire, you have all kinds of friends to like want to plant the garden with you. <laughs> yes. They want to do it. And as an elf, you want to think about the garden. You want to buy those seeds. Yes. You want to research the seeds. You want to research it. You might one day want to weed a little bit, but the, like all day, every day, watering, weeding, we got too many ideas to think about. Yep. We have, you know, wars to fight. We have <laughs> <laughs> strategies to make. We have, you know, we, we got big dreams. We got yep. big dreams. We can't be out there, but the, the hobbits will. We love it. And, and they'll knock on the door and bring you dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and then another set of hobbits will come by to grab the plates. <laughs> yes. Because they wanted to. Yes. It was their hell yes. Yes. We're orienting to the home and the form. And we know. We know where all those plates are. We know that. <laughs> There's two missing from the cupboard, and I think one is in the elves' room. Yeah. They didn't bring it back. Because they're already going to bring it back to the kitchen. No. No. <laughs> but I kind of want to go for a little walk down yep. there and grab that dish. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's the greatest, yep. greatest thing ever. Okay, but let's talk and, about And P.S. for a hobbit, to have somebody strategize the garden, to have somebody know that these tomatoes go best with these beans is so great. Because we'd rather we'd rather put our hands in the soil. We want to actually get to planting the tomatoes. Yeah. So to not have to pause in our flow to, to go research and strategize, to me, that's a huge gift. Well, this is it. It's the chocolate and peanut yeah. butter. Yeah. It's the chocolate. So what is the greatest elf hobbit? Well, relationship in the world. I was talking to my gnome friend, the musician I referred to in the last episode, and he was talking. We were talking about the Beatles and McCartney and Lennon, Paul McCartney and John Lennon. Paul if that McCartney is not Lennon. chocolate and peanut butter. What is exactly the the some of the greatest songs ever written were written by the two of them. Yeah, you know? and the and the reason it's part of the maybe one of the greatest bands in the whole they, world. In the whole world, absolutely, is just hinging on that whole elf hobbit relationship absolutely and the the flavor right that these two created together um i didn't realize that just the vast majority of songs were written by the two of them um and i had my friend uh my friend said well i, I read a quote from john's first wife um said that she was it was a quote about um saying that john needed paul's detail and persistence so his execution and paul needed john's anarchic and lateral thinking yeah <laughs> yeah that john was willing to go way out there right john's songs were like give peace a chance imagine across the universe you know and then paul is writing these really practical heart-centered let it be hey jude penny lane about his hometown <laughs> you know <laughs> Um, and then together they wrote, they literally wrote, come together, <laughs> all together now, all you need is love, right? The the big epic ballads and the, those ones that are like transcendent and everybody, I mean, they all, we all love all the songs, but those ones were that were like bringing peace across the world is literally written by Lennon and McCartney. Bringing love, bringing love to and every yes. dimension. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and just if you can see the flavor, right? John or Paul is just is so heart centered. He's got that affable, very. He was he was on the studio all the time. John came in and out. There was there's some history of them. There was a little bit of a clash there because the the belief is, 
you know, from Paul, well, you should be in the studio more, John. And then John is like, John's no, on an adventure. Yeah. He's having children. He's married. He, yes. That's a whole wild, huge adventure. Yes. Yes. He's got ideas. He's got thoughts. He's bringing in spirituality. He's yes. meeting these monks. And then in truth, I mean, those of you listening, so then he gets assassinated, which ends his adventure in that human body. But he's off, off planet having an adventure. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> So he's he's busy. He got business, yes, yeah. and there's John ticking away, there, there's or Paul, Paul yeah, just yep, ticking exactly. away in the studio. Okay. And, and Paul, right to this day, still, till this day, still putting out albums. Really, some of some of his best, according to some people, music ever was written uh, with wings and 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 onward. So he's still, yeah, he's he's such like a hobbit, right? He's got that persistence. He's still very kind of like healthy in his body, out doing. He did the what did we watch the James Corden show where he was doing the comedian or the uh, oh yeah. Karaoke, went to car the, karaoke where yeah. he went to Liverpool and went to the went local to Penny bar. Lane and then went yeah. to the local bar and did a whole concert. Yeah. This at like eighty two years old, <laughs> yes, exactly. looking like he's sixty, looking sounding like he's, like he's forty. Totally having a beer with every literally a beer got delivered on stage because who's a hobbits without a beer, you know? So yeah, those are that's that's his epic uh, Hobbit and elf right there. There it is. Yep. Who else? What else we got? Oh, Anna and Elsa. You can talk about Oh, that. Anna and Elsa. Some people might say Anna is a fairy, but I think of her as an elf. Yeah, or um, Ilsa. Ilsa, Ilsa yeah, rather. Yeah, yeah. Ilsa. Uh, from Ilsa. Frozen. Yeah. Disney the Frozen, Frozen. Frozen movies, yes. Let's, just, let's put this in context. Yes. We love them so much. They're so fluent. We just call them Anna and, and Ilsa. our friends. In context. You know Anna and Ilsa. Yeah. Um, so Anna is the hobbit, and she yes. wears those beautiful hand-spun, neutral, like like warm, green colors. <laughs> and she's going to solve things by just putting one foot in front of the other. Yes. When, the, when the world ends for her, when she loses physical connection to her beloved snowman, uh, life partner, right. and sister slash yes. soulmate, um, she just has to put watch just has to get up and keep yep. walking. Yes, yes, <laughs> keep yes. going for a walk. Yep. One maybe foot, get on a sled, maybe just, get on a horse, yep. but generally she's one foot in one front of the other, yes. steady on. Yeah. And then Ilsa, who is this um, magical visionary creature mm -hmm. who is all about the ideas and she's <laughs> off on so many adventures. Yes. And Anna keeps saying, like, but stay here, but stay with me, but come and just build a snowman. <laughs> Played by Kristen Bell, by the way, another hobbit. Another just hobbit. Earnest, I just want to connect. <laughs> yep. And then Ilsa is out. Yep. She's got business. She's, she's yeah, she's a little bit off planet. Yep. She's a little bit, uh, you know, going through multiple dimensions. She's, <laughs> yes. she's hearing sounds on these other dimensions and slightly off planet. Yes. She's like responding. Like she's, she's she got business. Future visions of what's going to happen on the planet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes. like, I love to build a snowman, Anna, but, <laughs> yes. but however... <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh. <laughs> but they are so important because Anna is that ground yeah, for yeah. Ilsa, and Ilsa is that yeah. the possibilities. Like Anna would never see herself. I'm like talking about this comic. Show. Anna would never see herself <laughs> ruling the whole country of whatever comic, whatever, whatever <laughs> Alphandale or whatever. That is. <laughs> Uh, let's that's such an important yes, yes. 
Yeah, we, we'll, but it's we'll have them on our next episode. <laughs> she wouldn't. She wouldn't have envisioned herself as leading the way there. But Ilsa can see that for her. Yeah, yeah. Do that, and so and what ultimately heals Ilsa and heals the frozen, you know, tundra that is created is her love for Anna. Yes, you know. Yeah, because elves love hobbits. When the two come together, okay, we got to get off the comic. Okay, let's get off those guys. But Sherlock and Watson. Oh yeah, because <laughs> they're much realer. They can, we can actually talk about them. We can talk about them for yeah. real because they are played <laughs> in movies by actual humans, not drawn. <laughs> As Watson would say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, well, it's so similar, right? It's Watson is the grounding force. He puts one foot after the other. He, he gathers the troops to execute uh, Sherlock's big ideas. He might not understand the big idea. Sherlock has seen exactly where the next move from the criminal is, and Watson's the one to, to actually go there, <laughs> to actually. And you know what I like about that is, like, because we really think of Sherlock, and then it's really fun when you look at the various, there's so many different film versions and a lot of them keep showing Sherlock as a little bit of a dummy in terms of any Mm. level of practical execution in his life he's just really dumb (laughs) yeah yeah and we've been watching the Enola Holmes um on Netflix that's really fun which is supposed supposedly the little sister and that's also very very portrayed that that uh this dummy that Sherlock is like he can't feed himself and he bumbles around his uh you know his his rooms that are covered in piles of of information and the walls are covered in ideas and he'll just eat whatever's you know in front of him him. yeah done Mm -hmm. and we and then Watson is the unsung hero underneath it all because Watson is what actually keeps that Sherlock genius alive in these stories um and is and also but is that heart Mm -hmm. that real heart compassion empathy to ground and actually help solve these mysteries because if you don't add the peanut butter to the chocolate it's too sweet it's too (laughs) elegant it's too too bitter or too yeah, yeah exactly it's like it's missing the key element in order to go the distance yeah absolutely Okay, but let's talk about um, actual humans. <laughs> and there was a really great conversation on text the other day or on Facebook or somewhere about Marie Kondo, yes. who is a hobbit. Marie Kondo, the life-changing art of tidying up, and the most recent book called Spark Joy. She's a Japanese organizer who um, is well-known. You've probably seen her on TV. She's been on Oprah and all kinds of things. <clears throat> And so the question was, is she a hobbit or a gnome? And I had seen a clip of her. I mean, I've seen a couple interviews with her. She's definitely a hobbit. <laughs> this woman is is just as warm and cuddly as can be, very uplifted and affable, and so in love with form. Literally everything she touches, right? She loves her socks. She loves her little wood boxes. She loves her fitted sheet that she rolls up just so and kisses before she puts it away. Um, and uh, for a Hobbit and Elf combo, she was on <laughs> Stephen Colbert's show, and he had created a bit for them to do. She was there with her translator after her Spark Joy came, uh, book came out. She was promoting it. And his bit was to um, reorganize his desk, and that's in his studio. So he created the bit, and then he pulls out all the objects, and she literally, she's 
touching each one and looking at it and she's asking him she has asking him to come from your heart and is there joy in your heart when you look at this bottle of bourbon (laughs) he's like yes definitely (laughs) and they're just vibing he's right he's got the whole idea for the bit um including he he said i'm really intrigued by this sort of like um you do a little bit of like a ritual with when you're when you're doing your organizing she said yes would you like to do it they come around from the side of the desk and kneel down on the ground (laughs) and she's just she's saying from your heart just say the gratitude you have for your studio and for your desk over the years and for all that it's given you and he so he does this little prayer in this ritual and it's in midway through he says to her marie I love this, and I just want you to know I'm. I will join whatever cult. <laughs> like he just falls for her, right? He's just so in love with her because she's just emitting this love and this heart-centeredness. And he he literally goes back to the desk and he just kind of looks at it a bit differently. She she literally touches the ground where they were doing the little ritual and kisses, like puts her little like kisses her hand and then touches the ground (laughs) goes back to the desk kisses her hand kisses the desk um and it's just this great chocolate and peanut butter moment where you've got this kind of quick-witted elf who's who has this great idea for this bit and then inside of it is this hobbit moving in this loving way and they're just they're they're kind of like mooning over each other she's just dazzled by his sparkliness and she's so in for the game that he's playing yeah and then he's just so enamored by her cute cute Okay, but elves are not the only natural-born allies of the Hobbit. Um, Hobbit, Hobbit. Hobbit, Hobbit. We love it. A lot of peanut butter, (laughs) but uh, yes. Samwise and Frodo. Oh, Very famous. Classic. Classic. Hobbit, Hobbit. Yep. Loyalty, heart-centeredness, with you to the end. Companionship, friendship. Do you know this, like, we get each other, with you to the end, exactly. We're keeping it real simple. Yep. We're just going for a walk. Yep. We're going, yep, exactly. <laughs> and I will walk with you wherever you walk. And it's just a walk. It's just a walk. <laughs> but with Hobbit taking the rings to Mordor. <laughs> yes, will you? Yeah, exactly. I'll be with you all the way. I'm fully committed. My heart is with you. Kind of and thing. like up we go. Up we up go. Up we go. Yeah. Onward. Onward. Onward, Frodo. Absolutely. There may be orcs and there may be all kinds of game changers happen here and world flips, but we're just going for a walk. Yes. Up you go. Up Let's you go. go. Yes, exactly. One step in front of the other. And you might even throw on a Mary and a Pippin. Like with Hobbits, you know, because we have so much execution, there's so much on that walk that we're going to discover together. It's nice to have a, a buddy, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and they're the playful, yes. silly uh, punsters. Yes, exactly. Really they up to hijinks. Keep you uplifted, exactly. We really just like any of the avatars. We really get each other. Um, I was going to mention, I, I hadn't really dated a Hobbit in my life until recently. Um, still a couple years ago now, but um, we dated for a while, and I swear, we we would our date would last eight hours. And we wouldn't leave the house. <laughs> Like just sat there and flower arranged. Yes, exactly. Knitted. Well, it's like take two hours to cook. <laughs> take another hour to eat. <laughs> go have a walk. Go have a beer. <laughs> take a take a full hour for that. Um, you know, maybe you come back. You have a little nookie time, a little little intimate time. Then have another snack and a tea. <laughs> And then maybe you maybe you have another little cuddle and another another round of it, <laughs> you know. But maybe it's a different part of the house, because I swear we for hobbits it's so tangible, it's so touchy. We're we literally would like hold hands or just touch the whole time. Then maybe a cuddle on the couch and watch a movie. 
It's very close. If we did go out, it was maybe less than a block away from the house. <laughs> and he was interested in that slow-paced totally domestic and world. Yep. Yeah. He, he his yes. I mean, habits. We just the home life is our launch pad. It's where everything. It's where we regroup. Um, certainly, we love an adventure. You know, Frodo and Sam. But. Um, but home is where our heart is, is where we regroup, is where we get replenished. You know, it's like plugging us into our, our batteries. So, yeah, he was all for coming over and staying in the house for eight, ten hours. Okay. Yeah. One of your favorite comedians is Tig Nataro, who oh, yes. is very hobbity. Yep. Love uh, Tig. Famous for having quite a slow delivery. Slow delivery. Bits that go on for painfully long. <laughs> that if maybe if you're not a hobbit, you might not hang out in her. You might not be able to take her stand-up routines. They're so slow. They're slow. And they're, and she puts a lot of space between that. Ti- like yes. her timing is very specific. Yep. Hilarious. Hilarious. Hilariously funny. Yep. Um, but part, one of the tools of her comedy is space, is nothingness. Yeah. It's just like... I'm just going to be in this uncomfortable silence. And that itself is funny. Yes. <laughs> yes. And another famous Hobbit comedian who does that as well is Ellen DeGeneres. Yes. And they are besties. They are really good friends. Um, <laughs> Tig Nator- I just remember this bit. Tig was at, with her, with her wife Stephanie, was at Portia's, which is Ellen's wife's, birthday party that Ellen was throwing for with a ton of famous people. And I think it was like Ellen, Tig went up to Ellen like mid party and Ellen was talking to, she was talking to like pink and like Stevie wonder and like Brad Pitt or so like some unbelievably big names, right. That Ellen is, is talking with Tig comes up and just goes, we're out of here. We're bored <laughs> with her wife. Like just dry or whatever. So like they're at that level of friendship where she can just, you know, do a bit um, in front of these crazy famous people. But anyway, Tig used to go on Ellen's show quite a bit and would do these such goofy bits. She would do this bit where she she had another show inside the Ellen show, which was up in this booth. (laughs) So and she, and then she was she was doing bits and she was showing videos and she was doing pranks, and she would just kind of report to Ellen how her show was doing. <laughs> She's very silly, silly, really silly, silly, beautifully. I think the essence of Tig Notaro, and she even says it is, yeah. "I'm silly. Don't silly. don't yeah miss how silly. Don't miss because people will kind of get offended or they'll be like because she'll she has these dry delivery too and she's so she looks so stoic when she yeah. delivers but it's utter silliness. But she was on we were watching a late show with um you know Jimmy Fallon Jimmy I Fallon, think and yeah. and she just told the story with a friend of hers of Oh yeah it was Conan. Yeah <laughs> it was Conan with yes. the three um Goldilocks. Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Yes. And, and really, Conan had been like, okay, so tell us about your upcoming tour. What do you want to talk about? She's like, I have nothing to say. <laughs> Just dry, flat delivery. And then she goes into this very, very silly repartee that's just so goofy about the retelling of the Goldilocks which is has nothing to do with anything on Conan or any of her upcoming tours it's a total bit like she's having her own show she's having her exactly it's like a show within the show yeah she's she telling a children's over. story yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Speak, so, speaking of Conan yes over here over to my show yeah exactly um I was listening to Dax Shepard he has a um 
a podcast called Armchair Experts, and he was interviewing Tignataro, and P.S., uh, listen to it. It's yeah. so good. Great. And you hear that slow, fabulous, yeah, you're, you're just going to love it. Even though you may, you've heard everything he has to say. <laughs> this is a great one. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'm, yeah, this is a great one. And, she, and Dak says to her, you know, you have this remarkable tolerance for quiet, for just mm-hmm. letting letting what you're saying land yes and then and then really a slow up bring and he's like the other one who i really admire who does that is ellen and how could you possibly do it because i can't imagine leaving that much space and it was really interesting because yes. i was like because they're hobbits yes. and you're an elf yes. tig could not imagine moving as fast as you or speaking as fast as you yes. or filling the space or you know, like yes. you guys are both doing the same thing, but you're doing it from Elf Place and yes. she's doing it from Hobbit. But it was funny because he was like, how could you just let it right. just be so quiet and such simple, silent movements, yes. you know, yes. uh, because she's a Hobbit comedian. Yes. She could ask you the same question. How could you have so many ideas so fast? Yeah. So Ellen and Tig. Hobbit, Hobbit. Hobbit, Hobbit. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. And Ellen, who is a Hobbit, has other Hobbit friends too we've got oprah her and oprah yep. great team totally and I, and I, again these really good hosts mm-hmm. ellen's a great host and oprah's a great host and when these two hobbits that are great hosts come to host each other yep. oh how loving and sweet and totally. how totally. very frodo and samwise totally there's so much <laughs> love in that room right and, and it, it's slow it's like there's just this this sweetness and this love for each other yeah. Comes out of it. Natural ally, Hobbit, mm-hmm. Hobbit. Okay. Um, I think Gnomon Hobbit. Gnomon Hobbit, totally. I've talked before about uh, my good friend who's a gnome. I have many gnomes in my life um, that are just, yeah, it's a, it's another kind of chocolate and peanut butter situation. But I want to hear you talk about Chip and Joanna Gaines because you're big fans, and that is a classic kind of um, the gnome, big power yeah. <laughs> couple let's, here. Let's call it like chocolate and almond butter chocolate and almond it's butter. a little yeah. different than the yeah. chocolate and peanut butter chocolate yeah. and peanut butter is such a natural yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. or that chocolate and almond butter is just like slightly different flavor slightly different mm-hmm. palette but um yeah i'm gonna continue to argue to the fact that joanna Gaines is actually a gnome mm-hmm. and this like i have watched a ton of her on interview and other people who have worked with her talk about her. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I'm getting the information from. We talked about this before where she, she's the brand hobbit and she does the brand so well because she's a gnome. Yeah. She's done it perfectly. And it's so enormously researched, but her husband Chip Gaines is a hobbit. Mm-hmm. And that is that, silly playful (laughs) so heart-centered so grounded so connected um game for anything we'll do anything yeah give him the assignment it's a yes so loyal so in and and had it been the two hobbits there i don't think you would have gotten what her industry you know she's built this whole industry magnolia around her it's an enormous empire Um, and I think a large reason there is this enormous empire is the gnome aspect mm. of Joanna that is, um, you know, they're just, they're meticulously researched. Mm-hmm. There, it's every detail that is applied is so breathtakingly deep, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like, and so when you're looking at something that 
that Joanna has created or has come out of her team's work, every single detail is is executed. Mm. So whether you personally like the Hobbit style or not, Mm -hmm. you cannot fault any of the the, mm-hmm. the layers mm-hmm. that is being expressed there. Yeah. And then you have this aspect also that we're like, you know, like I really want to see what her daily journal is. Like what's mm. her, her log like? Because she has a lot more hours in every day than anyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like yep, yep. they have five or six children. They have this huge farm. They have all these farm animals. They have, you know, thousands of employees. They mm-hmm. have a factory. They have a, an amusement park. They have all this uh, Airbnb and hotel industry. Mm-hmm. They manufacture for Target. For Like, <laughs> it's enormous. You know, they have books. They have a cooking show. They have so many shows. Right. They have a network, for heaven's sakes. Right. They have a television network. And they touch in to each one of those shows. They really capacity. touch in because yeah. you've got that Hobbit and Gnome. Yeah. Yeah. So their their fingers are in it all. And if you mm-hmm. count one time we did, we counted how many shows right. that Magnolia produces and almost all of them Chip and Joanna are in. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which couldn't be the case for if you had a fairy or an elf or those sort no. of like higher up in the scale kind of things. We've no, got that no, grounded, no. grounded people yep. who has the stamina for this. Yes, where they're just, you've got that hobbit and that gnome combo. You end up with Chip, who who is so funny, who is lighthearted, who carries the shows. Yeah. He's so captivating. You can't take your eyes off of him. Yeah. He's playful. He's fun. He's got great ideas. Yeah. And he's there for the execution, right? Yeah. Like, so he's not only making the film. He's <laughs> he's deconstructing the house and then rebuilding it. Yes. And then Joanna, who's not only making the film and hired the staff and, you know, like, right. and picking all the patterns, but she's actually physically in the room yes. designing. So you've got these two executors, yes. which is what we really see with a gnome and Hobbit. You're both here to execute. Yep. You're both want to touch all the details. Mm-hmm. You both want um, to have that finished product be um, be really domestic, be really mm-hmm. homey, be really, mm-hmm. you know, but, but you bring in that gnome detail, sensuality, mm-hmm profoundly researched expression Mm -hmm. um you know the best of the best Mm -hmm. we we often talk about that gnome being Mm -hmm. the best of the best the best quality the best you know like so those joanna gain home paints those are going to be phenomenal paints they're going to be the best of the best and then the colors so you get these two executors but then those gnomes who tend to be a little dug in and again this is what i see when i when you take her away from the body of work in the community mm. she's around um she's a little darker yeah and she's a little more broody and she's mm-hmm. got a lot more research that mm-hmm. she's taking in um so you bring that chip gains element to it mm-hmm. that's lifting it up yep. that's putting it into playfulness yep. that's keeping it as an open curiosity yep. let's see what we can do yep. um sounds great let's go let's carry it through you yeah know, that really, real yep. cheerleader yep, exactly. element to it and so you really do get this if we're calling it like the chocolate and almond you know like where it's got that like really delicious taste and it's a little more sensual Mm -hmm. it's not going to hit your senses so loud Mm -hmm. you know the way that a chocolate Mm -hmm. and peanut butter does but it's sophisticated and it's a beautiful combo yeah and it's really that 
dual executors Mm -hmm. and one really executing for depth and one really executing for like resilience and continuation and Mm -hmm. loyalty and curiosity Mm -hmm. and playfulness Mm -hmm. and that is a phenomenal combo totally totally yeah i can i can see the episodes i've seen of just yeah joanna has this has so much going on in her her ideas for whatever if they're redoing a house and then chip literally brings the kids brings the pizza brings the team is like let's go gets there at 7 a.m you know lots of hugs lots lots of of kisses it's just bringing that carrying that weight bringing it through you know um and always this very like cheerleading can do lift it up yep this isn't a problem this is just a new opportunity let's look at it you know yep yep that is that is absolutely and that's so complimentary to the gnome that that it doesn't will will sort of get stuck get stuck in their idea they've they've a little bit bogged down in the amount that they've um, that they've researched and bitten off yep. also yep. And they bitten off. big yep. projectors oh. big executors that 360 degree they've got a lot they're they're going to cobble away at so so yeah. they're in I think is our natural born allies um, yeah so we've got the Chip and Joanna Chip and Joanna yeah and uh, you know I do want to mention just because it's true like when they're both on camera Joanna's so beautiful and she's utterly captivating but Chip has that just sparkle. sparkle and 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 when we're talking about like an Ellen DeGeneres or an Oprah um or a Brad Pitt there's something about hobbits that's quite adorable just adorable <laughs> they're just they're just sort of adorable um we have this that that it is the heart we're just so heart-centered that we have that kind of lovable adorable thing going on so you you, you know a hobbit if they're adorable yeah <laughs> You were recently on a podcast with a, another very good friend of ours who hosts a beautiful podcast in Europe, um, Leela Suter. And if you go to the Instagram, Megan's Instagram and, and ours, there's a link to that podcast where she talks about um, all kinds of interesting things. Um, and there, the picture of Megan is so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a chip gaze. It's so cute <laughs> and she's being interviewed by an elf so it's real chocolate and peanut butter so um we'll put a link to that totally. uh podcast on our podcast yes. and uh, get y'all listening to plenty of podcasts this weekend very good did we do it i think yes. we did it okay till next time till next time Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you. Thanks, everybody. Love you. Love you.